Welcome, welcome. Hello. To the Collective Marriage Series. Happy Monday. Yes, it's a Monday and we're a little late, but we... We're a few, a few days late, but we're here. Yeah, we're here. We made it. And so like we mentioned before, this is part of a ongoing experiment, not only with um, helping anybody else that is going through a similar journey on improving their marriage, but um, also for us. So um, I think we went through like probably the most difficult week. Yeah, last week was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. And I think mostly, um, I would probably say, uh, we mentioned before that we have been going through um, a marriage course um, with our church called... Yeah. Uh, Re- Re-Engage. Re-Engage. I can never, I always think Regen. It's re- re-engage, but it's a really cool name. I kind of like that. Anyways, um, and so I think our hardship is learning how to um, afford grace. Instead. That's this week. That was this week, yeah. And I think, um, but that's generally the direction I think that we totally need to improve on. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. And um, I think <clears throat> we're so used to, from a place of pain, looking to protect ourselves and our interests and making sure that um, we're not going to be left holding the bag, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that uh, we struggled. We really struggled heavily this week. Uh, we had arguments and just like many like of any you. any marriage does, does, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we learned to recenter. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I think is a saving grace that we've learned to do is shelf conversations that are not productive, yeah. that are being born in the flesh and then re coming to them again in the spirit. And when we're thinking in the spirit, um, re-engaging in that conversation and disagreement to find where the common ground is and biblically what the Lord is looking to do. So yeah. I'm grateful that, um, we went through this rough patch and we're able to share some experiences that we've had. Um, and we'll continue to do so as we record more of these yeah. episodes. Um, no coffee today. No coffee today. I had some, I had some earlier. I have some diet. There or Dr. Pepper zero sugar. Yeah. We had plenty of coffee today. Plenty of coffee. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All good. Um, and so uh, today we have uh, a topic that I think is fire. Y'all better be ready. Yeah, right. This is going to be a very interesting conversation. It's going to be a very challenging conversation, especially for the women out there, because this this is a topic that I have. All right, hold on, hold on. Before you go, this is where people are looking at you. Right? I know. <laughs> okay. okay. We were telling make each eye other, contact. make eye contact. Uh, this is going to be a very difficult conversation for, especially for women, because I struggled with, I still struggle with this mm-hmm. um, many, many days. <laughs> so just prepare your mind. If you're listening to this live, great. Um, pay attention. <laughs> and then if you're listening to this after the fact, um, also pay attention and rewind as much as you need, because you're definitely going to, you're going to be going for a ride like I did. So, Amen. I think that uh, one of the things that we like to do is keep it real, you know, oh, yeah. and and this is not so much a political podcast. No, but or unfort- this specifically the, the collective marriage. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's not meant to. But unfortunately, whenever the world decides that they're going to put their dirty paws 
in in issues of <laughs> spiritual life and yeah. we have to speak to it so yeah. that may come up a little bit um but by no means is this meant to really go in heavily in 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 a more political route i will say though that um if you are going to approach this apprehensively you're more than welcome to continue listening um but i encourage you to come in with an open mind mm -hmm. um kind of think th through some of the things like ask yourself certain questions um has your um you know spice girls girl power approach to life helped you has it advanced yeah. you has it made you um a better parent has it made you a better wife um or is have your relationships with the opposite sex worked better yeah are you still married are you on the brink of divorce um or are you living the sex in the city dilemma and i spoke about this before but would you like to share what the Sex in the City dilemma is? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I've never watched Sex in the City, but but it's but it's it's interesting because you brought this up to me a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, Sex in the City dilemma is basically you take on a feminist viewpoint of all men suck. You know, you're better. You don't need a man. You know, and you're going to live your life the way you're going to live it as a fem single female and not needing the support of any man and yet you end up at the end of the day lamenting frustrated lonely and wanting a man <laughs> so it's like you kind of i don't need a man but a damn but I really, one right? i really want a man but i want a real man and it's like well does a real man want you exactly is but a wait, real man a real man want to deal with a person like you I, I really though i think we need to make a really important point before we get into this the the rest of of our our outline here because what i would like to do is clarify what we're not saying because i think that's important um i think when you look up the word feminism which i will challenge you to do that type it into a google search and see what comes up and you are you are going to quickly find that um what we're talking about um is is more in the viewpoint of of what the bible says against feminism and what the world says feminism is sounds very enticing and sounds very nice and empowering to the ears um but the baseline that's my word today baseline my favorite yeah, word today i've used it like three times today yeah. The baseline of what we're getting to is what is feminism? What does a Bible say, right? What does the Bible say about feminism? And what we're not saying is that the woman and the wife is beneath the man. That's period, end of story. The Bible does not say that at all. And that's not what we're saying when we talk about submission, when we talk, when we go into the topics that we talk about the role of the wife in the home, that is not what we're saying. And so I just wanted to get that out there from my, from yeah, me. We're not going to address it anymore because I'm really not a fan of we're apologizing just, before I have to say something. Yeah. No, I know. Even though we're not saying it, no, but, but the assumption is I'm often, not apologizing. It's like whenever you speak against like when you ever you speak for traditional marriage and against homosexuality ministers are always like but we're not saying we don't love the homosexual <laughs> That's community not what we we're love saying. all homosexuals we're saying, we're... we really love them but what we're really saying is that we have to no, apologize for 20 we're... minutes before we even 
ever I, I get to the point where we're making. I don't consider this an apology. I consider this a clarification of what we're actually okay, talking about. Okay. It's okay? an apology. All right. Apology. All right. So, right. So we're not saying that women are less than men, but nope. the Bible doesn't make such a certain assertion. So, okay, cool. So um, we are talking about the demonic feminism impacting wives. I don't even want to go into children and to women specifically. Yeah, if you're this married, is just in a marriage. Yeah. Right. How are demonic influences working through pop culture? books, uh, prior education, just essentially working the background um, uh, to get you to a position where um, you adopt certain feminist ideologies. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and so there can be several problems that arise because of it. And um, I mentioned a few things that I, you should really begin taking inventory in your life about the quality of your marriage, the quality of your life, the quality, you know, you've hit those goals and career. Is it everything you thought it was going to be? Um, and, uh, and some of you may say yes. And, 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 and maybe you're not at that stage yet where, again, I'm speaking to Christians, um, where you haven't fully understood your role in Christ and, and as a woman who is married as a wife, right? as a wife what, what that calls for. And amen. If, if you're not there yet, I respect you. I totally respect where you're coming from in your journey in faith. Yeah. Um, the point of this is not to tell you you're wrong and, no. and you have to do it this way. It's to share with you what God says right. and what we've have well, come and, through the journey of understanding right and what we've struggled with because this is a struggle i think this is the like issue of our era right now absolutely absolutely like, this is the issue i mean i can't tell you enough how many marriages are ruined how many i'm trying to say this without without offending people we know close to us but even within <laughs> our circle of influence, yeah. family, friends, everything, sometimes we kind of go into the closet. And I mean, what I mean by that is like our little talk time. And we end up having to say, yo, like, do you see how this, this, like this wife is referencing to another and like do i do that or yeah do you see i think how? We, we do it mostly because we observe from the outside and then we check like, ourselves likely like, likely you're talking about me and likely it's no 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 not it's well done it's it's oh my god i can't believe this person said like ref, like referred themselves that way to their husband or treated their husband in that way or said this so and so to their husband in that manner and and most of the time it's, do I do that? Yeah. Like, and, and, <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that, you know, there is culturally speaking, there are certain um, cultural norms that follow in uh, specifically in the Latino Latin, Latin yeah. um, where, um, you know, I, I would probably say in the 70s, 80s, it was always the Latin is machismo. And I mm -hmm. think that is changing. Yeah. That is changing. Um, but in almost all cultures, you're starting to see this surge of a combination of men declining and being men. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we addressed that last week, yeah. right? Uh, if you didn't have an opportunity to listen to Men Get the Paddle, you can listen to our mm-hmm. podcast from uh, episode two. Um, this episode, we're focusing on on our wives, but um, so we're seeing that surge of feminism coming because men have not been active in their role. And of course, we all know that a man doesn't step up, a woman has to step up if right. she have kids, if, right. if there are certain situations going on. And so I kind of want to go into what kind of problems are we seeing because we're seeing women step into these roles where God has not asked them to do. As a matter of fact, it's an actual rebellion from what God has uh, yeah. asked uh, our wives to do. So, I mean, Carla, do you want to start off on what you, what some yeah. of the problems you've seen happen? So we, we just like last uh, week, we talked about the Adam effect, right? Um, we similarly, similarly coined this the Eve effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and this really, if you look at it, it's not, I know we, we said this is the issue of our era, but we really see this in the foundation of our sin Mm. as a, as a human race. Mm. So, um, if you want to pull it up and you have the the Bible open Genesis two, eight. Well, I mean, we can, we can, I I think if you're a Christian, you kind of know, but you know, in Genesis two, eight, we see the woman was created with the idea of being helper to man, right? So the woman was created to help the man. Now note help, not rule, right? Not control, not insult, not con- you know. And anyway, women was created to be his helper. The second thing is in Genesis three sixteen, um, the woman was used by the enemy to destroy, right? So to destroy God's perfect design. Um, and so the woman was the agent for help, then became the agent for destruction. And then of course later on we see women was used as a vessel to bring redemption into the world. How yeah. beautiful is that yeah. story, right? It's where, amazing. where it comes full circle where, right? yeah, full circle where she becomes the helper yeah. for all of mankind, right? Because yeah. now Christ is born through the woman, through woman right. and brings, uh, it becomes the helper of redemption to this world. And so ultimately God has the last laugh. That just, that just shows, I think the power that the woman has, right. you know, like, or, or the wife has mm-hmm. in, in a relationship. But I think since that point in time, I think that's really the point that I was trying to make here. Since that point in time, there's been almost like a, like a spiritual veil yeah. over, you know, a, a wife, over females as they go in, as they enter into a relationship and a marriage that is naturally inclined to usurp the power or the authority or the role of the husband. So yeah, and 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 th- this is really really important important because, Carla, you used the word usurp. Yeah. And here's the thing, um, the authority given to man and the husband, um, is not earned. It is not something that man earns his way as much as we want to think so. Um, that is a designation by God. Right. So God gives man authority, whether um, he uses it well, uh, that's to his detriment. That's it, right. That's to his consequence. To his detriment or to his blessing. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And so, 
So we have to understand that often we hear this term of, well, you know, my husband, you know, he's just not a leader. Well, that that's not the excuse to usurp exactly. because you're actually removing his authority, yes. Yes. right? Or, you know, well, my, if my husband treated me the way Christ treated the church, then maybe I would. Then X, maybe y, Z, I right? would. And yeah. we always hear that in the church. A pastor preaches on submission and you hear the women behind you snickering. <laughs> oh, well, you know, my husband don't treat me like Christ <laughs> treats the church, you know. That's and a so, true story, guys. Yeah, it is, a tr it is absolutely <laughs> it is a, a true, true story. story. We've experienced uh, this, it. <laughs> this stuff that I've witnessed. So what ends up happening is you have to understand and we have to understand that the de designation of man and woman was done in creation irrelevant irrelevant to what a few knuckleheads may do or dozens of knuckleheads may do yeah. hundreds of knuckleheads may do now you're talking about the spiritual veil and what do you mean by spiritual veil can you like uh unpack that yeah i mean i i think our natural sinful instinct because if if we already know we're coming into this conversation with the understanding that we're sinful by nature as a woman what what are our natural inclinations which we said last week you know comparing it to to what we discussed the man's natural inclination is to obfuscate the woman's natural inclin inclination is to take control of something that doesn't belong to them right so the same way that you know she was easily manipulated by the enemy the serpent to say wait did god say that did he really is that's already questioning the authority of God, right? Like to just as a like a basis for yeah, what and, you believe, and, and, if you think about it that way. This goes to sort of um, one of the things the scripture. It, it, this is this is so odd because you know there are strengths inherent. I want you. I, I want you to understand this. When Eve was deceived from the promise because women are wired in such a way to be trusting maybe um well, more process right? right process right. things emotionally yeah. and sort of when when satan goes well did god say yeah. eve is like well i don't know let me think did about he? that did he say? <laughs> right and then and so here's the thing um under the guidance of helper Mm -hmm. to a strong man that that's not going to happen mm -hmm. because you have a head that is able to that you're able to bring those situations so think about to if yeah. think about if eve would have been like yo this serpent over here yeah. just told me yeah. that we could be like god right like and the guy would be if, like yo be like dude that's not what god that's said not what god <laughs> like said. god literally said don't do this and then the day we do we will we're surely gonna die. die do you want to die? die i don't want to die so then that would have changed things, you know That's what I'm saying? Right. And so it just, it, it, it's it's a mindset, I think, that it, it started off with questioning. Yes. You question God's authority. And it always starts you question off question your spouse's authority. Yep. Um, it's stuff that I've- and Then we're burning I've bras and then we're- you know, Exactly. <laughs> but you know, look, here's the thing. Oh when gosh. we get into what Carla's talking about, the veil, let's kind of, cast the net a little wider okay because what we're seeing right now as we speak we're talking about uh pop culture hollywood culture we're talking about um even business development like esg and and those type of things they are promoting an idea that women do not need men men are 
an accessory. You know, essentially, yeah. we're not villainizing that. Yeah, it's like, it's like a man is your accessory. You know, you have him on your side. He's supposed to pay for you. Right. He's supposed to provide and then do what you say. Well, much. and on the opposite effect, um, you have people who are making fun of trad wives. You know what trad wives are? No, I. Sorry, okay. I'm not a millennial. I'm gonna, I'm gonna educate you. <laughs> Like I educated you with the big towels. Yeah. Uh, A trad wife is exactly what it means. Traditional wife. There is a movement that is is actually coming up now. I think I showed you. Yeah, it's the pendulum swinging the other way. Yes. So, but I mean, this one I kind of think is is pretty decent, um, other than the big towel one. Okay. But really, is a, a a subset of women that are like, I want to serve my my husband i want to be a stay-at-home wife i want to be a stay-at-home mother i want to find purpose not in the things that the feminist movement has found purpose in not to say that those things are not inherently like or or separately wrong right there's nothing wrong with having an education or having a good paying job or you know whatever but they want to kind of go back to the traditional values like 1940s 1950s where the the man was the sole provider of the home the wife was stay at home take care of the kids take care of the things at home and really just serve their spouse in that way mm-hmm. but in a voluntary way right which i think i like that viewpoint you know i think it's it's some people can view it as you know weak or whatever and i think our society in general and femi- the feminist movement fought so hard to remove that as the ultimate view or like the ultimate like um, image mm-hmm. of what it means to be a wife. Right. We've gotten completely away from that where now the image of a woman, first of all, sometimes ain't even an actual woman. Second of all, it's- Qualify. Right. Are you really a woman? Um, second of all, it's, it's not a, it's not a, hey, my spouse is supporting, my husband's supporting me, or I'm supporting my husband. It's, I'm independent of my husband. My wealth is independent of my husband. My success is independent of my husband. My purpose is independent of my husband when it's not supposed to be like that. Yeah, I think I think what we're seeing, and more and more, I mean, I remember the f- first time I was doing a marriage counseling with someone with my wife, and we were talking about finances, and they were like, oh yeah, me and my husband have different accounts. I went, what? Yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> I yeah, like, I went, oh, babe. They, there's the, apparently this a lot of young people genera- that do that. Young generation does that. That's She's weird. like, oh, yeah, they're married couples to have their own accounts. That's the first eh, to me. But anyways, the yeah. point where I'm trying to um, bring this to is just the popular culture that's nudging. Now, I want you to understand something. The scripture clearly outlines that the promoter in the world, the spirit of this age, who do you think is the one pulling all the strings in the background to promote all of these anti-biblical ideas? Okay, Satan. Satan. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's the thing. I feel like he's like literally, I know I've heard this is super cliche, but Satan has no new tricks. Like, no, he has no new it tricks. It is literally a, he like dressed it in a different way, put some lipstick on yeah. it put some mascara and then called it something else. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just yeah. what it is. And, and the idea is when you start seeing what Hollywood is promoting, what pop culture is promoting, what music is promoting, what it, it is, it is a, 
ball of conflicts. Yeah. Uh, it is a ball of anger and bitterness. Women who are just angry that they're feeling lonely, that they don't feel loved. And so I believe the feminist movement into a large part is rooted in anger. Um, it's rooted in unfulfillment. Isn't that what Satan wants though? Absolutely. Like think about it. Chaos. Like, yeah. So you, it's, it's almost like you think as a, as a woman that you're going to feel more empowered, empowered by being more independent, not, not fulfilling your purpose, right? In a, when you're married, I'm not talking about single women. I'm talking about married women, not fulfilling your purpose and, and ostracizing your spouse when that creates in itself more loneliness. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's at, at the end, this is what I'm saying. What man who's educated, who loves God, who is even keeled, meaning calm, reasonable, you know, reasonable, God fearing, not, not, you know, addicted to alcohol, not addicted to drugs, yeah, has a good job. Like, one man like that wants to be with a woman that yells, that screams, that's unhinged. That doesn't pay, that doesn't consider them. That doesn't, doesn't consider modesty. Them. Like, you look, listen yeah. to me. You're going to go show your ass to the world. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. And you think you're your behind. Husband, yeah. You, you think your husband, like, wants that to be the normal thing? Like, that's just not normal behavior. And when a husband... Or a husband material says, yo, you know, I'm not down with that. Yeah. Like, you, you, that's, that's not right. Like, if you're popping off, I've just got to say, if you're popping off, like, oh, my God, don't tell me what to wear. Yeah. You, you, you are essentially putting off the type of man you actually want, a man that loves you not for what you're showing to the world, right. but, but your inner value, you know, uh, think about what you're also demonstrating to your children. Yeah. I and think that's really the bigger issue. Like, here. Does a husband want to have a child with someone that's yeah. going to teach their children to show their butts mm -hmm. and to show their boobs and to, and, and to, to be to, an exhibitionist. Yeah. Like, to be an exhibitionist. Like, yeah. And so, and again, what does social media invite you to do? Social media invites you to get clicks. And how are you going to do that? By being scandalous. Yep. And so these are all the things that that it, 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 it really is part of a system where the demons, where Satan is involved yep. in, in leading you down a trail. This is why we've said, you know, you when you give your child an iPhone or an Android device or smartphone for that matter, you need to understand what you are providing. The door that you're opening. For you're them. giving them a portal, right? A portal, a portal is a, actually a better way of saying it. A portal it. to a world filled with demons, yep. pedophiles, uh, uh, people who are sex trafficking. You think you think? Oh, you're so exaggerated. No. Really, go into FBI statistics. Read the research on where these pedophiles are meeting kids. Yep. They're meeting them on their Xbox. They're playing game, kid games, Roblox, all these things, and they're chatting up with them. Oh, yeah. what's your personal email? Oh, what's your text message? They think they're talking to kids, and they're not. And so we need to open our eyes on what's really happening in the background. Yeah. So that's the premise. The problem is that you think it's just woman empowerment, and it's not. It's a spiritual rebellion against God's design for your life. That's what feminism Correct. is. And that is 
arming Satan to continue opening these doors where he can infiltrate into your home so that you can be 50 years old, miserable with three kids and no man. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Am I right? No, you're right. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm right. All right. So um, let's kind of move a little bit into the impact because while this is a big, big, big spectrum we're throwing, I'm, I'm making these general, <laughs> these general statements. Let's kind of relate to how that's impacting us. Okay. How does it impact the home? On from a male perspective, from a husband perspective, I will say I am. I still consider myself slightly feminist because okay. I haven't rid myself of all of it. Uh huh. Um, but how do you? So you're feel? you're saying you're a recovering feminist? I'm a recovering feminist. I'm actually <laughs> looking for I'm a, a really good term. <laughs> yeah, for a really good term for that. But okay. I think recovering feminist is definitely a good term. Yeah. But in our lives. Um, and we don't have any children yet, but I can tell you, I'm glad we didn't <laughs> for all those years, because I think I would have, I would have been a pretty terrible example of, of what a godly wife would, would be like. But, yeah. um, I think in the, in our home, what we've seen, and sometimes we still see a little bit of it comes out of me, um, it is a kind of chaotic way of living life. So that means, you know, I take charge of decision-making. I, I feel like I need to take control of finances. I need to take control of um, how we do things, when we do things, what we do, what, you know what I mean? Okay, like, and, then, and then of course, all what, of it. what starts happening is in women, you know, you're not created to assume all of those tasks and responsibilities. So right. this is what happens. You take away all of this authority, you take away all of these tasks, you try to dominate it, and then you start feeling overwhelmed. Right. And then you start <laughs> feeling overwhelmed and anxious. And then you- And bitter. And bitter. And, and then you say to the man, hey, why aren't you doing the things that I took away from you? Exactly. Right? And then you're probably <laughs> going to say, yeah, but he's not doing them. Someone has to get them done. And so what ends up happening is rather than letting the man face the consequence of his failure, which is needed, right? And letting God directly, Discipline. again, I'm speaking to the Christian. Yes. I mean, because if everything I'm saying right now, and you're listening to it, and you're like this, check yourself if you're if you're really a Christian. I'm, yeah. I mean it because here's the check thing. Check your motives. Check your motives, check your heart, check your spirit. Because here's the thing. There is a God that the man is in relationship with. And do you and I used to ask my wife this all the time. Do you really believe God exists? And she's like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, yeah. "Don't you think he's going to discipline me if I don't do the right man, thing?" Man, I think that's a great example because so I want to give you context to this, right? So Often <laughs> I, you know, will will say, well, you didn't do this, so I need to do it. Or you didn't make this decision, so I made this decision. Or, you know, you're not you're not doing XYZ, so now I have to take that responsibility on, right? And I can't remember the specific situation, but that's basically along the lines of what happened. And he challenged me in that way. And he was like, wait a minute, like we 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 refocused it on what does the scripture say about you know, the decision that you're making. And, um, and he straight up asked me, wait, hold on. Do you believe, do you trust the Lord? Because if you trusted him and you trusted what the word says, then you would trust that God is going to discipline me if I don't 
love you the way that God loves you, if I don't take leadership over the home the way that the scripture says a husband should, like all the list of responsibilities that a, a biblical uh, husband should do, the consequences are dire, right? Yeah. In so, the, you know, the scripture it, it for the even, husband. It can even be on the details because we've had disagreements on how do we financially invest or what do we purchase mm -hmm. or, and we've had disagreements on things. And, and the question is, if I going to make a decision for the home, I, I would pose the question, if I make the wrong decision and it's done out of arrogance, because that was always the concern, like yeah. you're just being arrogant yeah. or if my heart is just because being we arrogant, couldn't agree on the perspective and, and the decision. Right. And, and, and the thing is, yeah. To give Carla the benefit of the doubt and women, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You may feel that, man, you are absolutely right and your husband is wrong. And and if your husband doesn't get it, it's because either A, he's dumb or B, he's just <laughs> arrogant. It can only be those two because you're so convinced. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it can be us too. Like men, we when we are arrogant, we probably can think the same way. But here's the thing. Ultimately, we do have a safety net in place and that is that if the husband acts in arrogance if the husband acts against the the um uh the focus that christ gives us the the nature of christ which is to think about our home to think about our wives yeah. if we act against that there is a pending correazo that's how we say in spanish which means a spanking a whipping, a whipping <laughs> from god that we will should anticipate in getting if yeah. we step out of line so so again when we come into a marriage the excuse of well what if my husband doesn't makes the wrong decision makes the wrong decision you know how many times i've like questioned god about that like i i'm i still struggle with that because i consider myself to be an educated person absolutely um, and and i think I have realized that sometimes I may be right. I may be right in the things that I'm suggesting or the decision that I'm saying we should take. And you don't agree or you don't see what I'm seeing. And the very, very few, like maybe three <laughs> times that I've said, okay, I don't agree with you, but you know what? If you feel that passionately about it, okay. I'm just telling you that I don't agree, but we're gonna go your way and it hasn't gone your way and the way that you think it's gonna go, like the results that you think you're gonna get, it's come full circle for me. Right. Like, I, those are the moments where I've been like, dang, I really should adopt this this um, approach. Yeah. Yeah, and- you've and come to me and said like, Ultimately, you're right. it but, comes you know. down to, yeah. do you believe God is alive and active in your marriage the way he is? Yeah. Right? That's right. And if something goes wrong, ultimately your husband is going to be responsible. And that alleviates so much from your yeah. shoulders. Now, it really does. <laughs> going back to the impact, one of the things that we had listed was when there is chaos in the home and you start assuming so much responsibility on your shoulders, there is a sort of peace that's gone yeah. because everything's a war now. Everything. You know, the husband feels like he's not, he's not valued. His leadership is not valued. His leadership is questioned. And let's be honest, if you do it one time, you're probably going to do it five times every time you disagree. And so what ends up happening is a, a sort of, um, it's like an imbalance, an imbalance, but there's like it. the husband starts to feel a little not appreciated so there's a withdrawal oh yeah right yeah and then when there's a withdrawal 
um, ladies, I'm going to be honest with you. When we would draw, we would draw. Right. So what ends up happening is we're not available for conversation. If yeah. we are, we're just not there. Right. Right. Affection usually goes out the window because it's not that we don't want to give it. It's just we're not present at the moment. Right. Mm. Um, and so there are a lot of things that go wrong from the man's perspective when we feel not respected. We're not able to contribute leadership in the home. Um, and so it brings a type of turmoil and tension, which removes peace. I don't know what you have. Well, I think conversely with, for the, for the female, you become exhausted because our natural inclination is going to be to take control of that situation or those situations or the entire household, because now we've driven our spouse to the point to where he's like, well, if you're going to do it and you're going to overpower and, and you know, overexert yourself like that, then all right, I'm going to let you do it. And then when, when the spout, the husband does that, then we turn around and say, wait, hold on. You're supposed to be the leader. You're supposed to do this. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm doing everything. I'm the one that's making all the decisions, blah, 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 blah. And we become tired. We become exhausted. We become lonely, we become frustrated. Yep. And ultimately we can't fulfill our role because we're trying to fulfill our husband's role. So we, we never end up feeling joy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can never uh, uh, fulfill the total nurturing role of, of a marriage. You can't fulfill the nurturing role of uh, developing a child and having a relationship with a child. You're not, you're not in the nurturing role because you're in a discipline role and you're in the provider role yeah. and you're in the, leadership role and you're in the daily tasks of micromanaging role and and when when that's all said and done you finally have enough energy for the nurturing role and that's been abandoned it's exhausted it's yeah. exhausted right and, your and then you suffer because of it your kids suffer your husband suffers yeah. and then your husband he only knows how to do leadership <laughs> like we're terrible at nurturing yeah. i mean we try and 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 don't get me wrong some, i think some men, are some men are good at it but what i'm saying is it, our natural instinct is to sort of say hey this is where we need to go this is how we're going to go um let me do the research let, let me look at how financially we're going to be able to do this and that's our cut like that's how we are let and so what ends up happening is if you remove that off the table guess what happens you get, to us you have no purpose yeah we get bored <laughs> so we start picking up video games and then we start or like, doing other things that it, are not yeah going to the bars going to strip clubs yeah. right? we start doing other things that and maybe in, in in the future we can talk about how infidelity creeps into marriage because the minute um, that man, that man in particular meets a woman who says, you're so smart. Oh my God. And you're so like handsome. And you deserve. And you have like, yeah, right. You and like deserve your leadership yeah. is like, oh, oh my God, man. the way you speak yeah. in your presence. And we go like, that's what? like, that's like kryptonite. That's cri Yeah, that's kryptonite, <laughs> like right? Kryptonite. Because a man feels that he can exercise his leadership. Yep. And so these are just, again, things that we need to think about. You want to repel a man, make him feel powerless. That's all. And that's it. The more powerless you make a man feel, 
the, the, the likelihood that you're just going to do the effective job of repelling them. And so, um, so we kind of went into that and we talked about the fulfillment. You mentioned the fulfillment of joy. We mentioned the fulfillment of being exhausted. That's actually something that I think even within our marriage, we both experience, right? Because you're busy being the, the man. I'm busy trying to be the man. So we're in conflict. Constantly. You're, I'm not feeling nurtured. You're not feeling nurtured in my affection. And so it's just a constant war because oh. we, we haven't fallen in line with what God has asked us to do. Right. And, All right. and I think for us, you know, in particular, like I, we both have, you know, we're again, we're both educated. Um, we both have really good jobs and, mm -hmm. and that's not to say that that isn't the, that isn't good. Right? right. That's not what we're saying. I think in a real, in a marriage, um, it's okay to do that. It's okay to have a leadership role as a, as a woman, you know, in your, in a business or in your job or in your career, that's not to say you can't be a leader you sure. know, in that sense. Sure. Um, but when you come home, you got to understand what your role is at home. Yeah. Shut down. You got to, or what you used to tell me <laughs> when you walk in through the door, you got to take off the manager hat. Yeah. You got to put on the wife hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That stuck to me. Yeah. So much. Take it off. It just, because it's true. I, because you know, when I used to come home, I had a stressful day at work. I got to tell everybody what to do. And what do I do? I come home. And I'm stressed out and I got to tell everybody what to do <laughs> at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's not the way that's not the way that it, it, it should be, you know, in the home. And I, I think again, not perfect at it. Still, I still struggle with that. I still, you know, have to understand what my role looks like when I walk in the door. Um, and I wrestle with that, yeah. you know, that's something that God's been really trying to show me specifically now going through this uh, marriage yeah. um, class that we're going through. Yeah, I think, you know, what, what are the things that we, we want to move into a little bit that kind of speaks to the, the, what does the Bible say? Because we've been talking a lot. I mean, we we're kind of paraphrasing some scripture things, but yeah. I did want to highlight, again, woman of God, believer of God. I want to ex explain what the scripture says from a biblical perspective on what are some of the things we got to kind of deal with and we'll look through. The first thing is in uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4. It says, An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who shames him is like the rottenness in his bones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's powerful because, you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I, I kind of want us to think about that the wife is the crown of her husband. And what does a crown usually symbolize? Authority. Authority, right? And so I want us to think about that. Um, it's just like this public authority and strength. My public authority and strength when my friends come over. When my boss interacts with me, when I see uh, and engage with someone else, maybe from church or a neighbor, and he sees my wife, how my wife adorns me, when she speaks to me with respect, when she shows me care and love, when she goes and she offers my friends, hey, you hungry, you want something? Or, or like when my dad comes over and, my, and she, my wife is like, hey, I fluffed your pillows, I cleaned your sheets, I had mm -hmm. your, your bathroom done, I got this, like that. And my wife tells me, you know, oh, make sure you have coffee for your dad or, or make sure, like, 
what she is doing is adorning herself as a crown on me. And here's the beautiful thing, because you may say, like, gag me with a spoon, my God. Like, you know, why do I why have to be the one to do I that? Have, so why? you're saying that your wife is a crown? <laughs> no, no, quite the opposite. This is what I want to say is that that's how much authority you women have. Can you imagine? I don't get to determine my crown. Nope. You do. Yeah. Like that is it's a lot of power. In that's that. a lot of power. Like you can, you can, you can make your husband the rottenness and the stenchiness, and nobody wants to be around. And they're good, don't worry. And and <laughs> and they, you know, you can make that happen, or you can be the crown of your husband's. Or like everything about him, like what he shows. And that's how much power our wives have. That man, like instead of being the person that where your husband doesn't want to have you around because you're probably going to make a scene in the restaurant. <laughs> right. You're probably going to make a scene. You're going to be rude to everybody You're going to be rude to him. You're going to be rude to him. You're going to air his laundry out in front of his friends. You're going to talk bad about you're gonna him. You're going to talk bad about him. You're yeah. going to curse at him. You're going to yell at him. You're going to. Nobody wants that. Nobody. Who wants to be around that? That's that. not a crown. That's like no. rottenness. That's like a. That's like a Lady yeah. Gaga meat suit that you're wearing. You know? <laughs> that was great. I just had a visual. Yeah, I was like, no, nobody wants to have that hanging around their neck. No. And so that is a powerful verse because, again, it goes into wives. A man will wear or hide his crown. And if, and if, just think about that level of authority that we have. This reminds me. One of my favorite shows growing up as a kid was Martin. And Martin <laughs> Martin, Martin wanted to be respected. Oh, yeah. And so he would he go. He wanted to assert. He himself. wanted to assert himself. And he <laughs> would go. He, he, would, he would tell Gina. He was like, Gina, go get me some coke. Yeah, and, da, 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 da. and then she would give him a face. And in front like, of us, he goes, come on, Gina, please. Please, Gina, don't do this in front of my friends. And then... <laughs> And she would go find Martin and go get him the drink. And he goes, that's right, girl, that's right. And, and so here's the point. The point is that what Martin was asking Gina was, hey, can you be my crown? Can you crown me in front of my friends and how much you love me? Now, listen, we all know, we all know <laughs> that, you know, in the privacy of all things, when my wife sits down and says, listen to me, like, you know what you did what you, <laughs> like like we're gonna really pay attention to it but the whole point is of course is how we crown our husbands is going to be important yep i mean okay so while we're in proverbs i'm going to skip ephesians because we're going to go back to that okay. proverbs 31 okay. everybody that's a christian wife has read this scripture <laughs> i'm sure you have but i think what i really want to highlight is when you read this, you don't read a what you what you would naturally think in your head is a wife. Like, okay, <laughs> whatever you say, honey. Yeah. Whatever you, you want, your, yeah. That used to be okay. your thing to me. Yes. What you want is a yes woman. Yeah, I would say that. I, yeah. I mean, I've I've said that very recently too, but. Um, I think when I reread this verse preparing for this podcast, I was like, shoot dang. <laughs> this woman is powerful. Mm -hmm. Like she looks after her family. Mm -hmm. She is a hard worker. She um, uh, uh, shows leadership. Like she picks out, like there was, there's a uh, verse uh, 16. 
She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. That is a woman to be respected, yeah. like a wife to be respected. And so my personal view of a wife, mm -hmm. somebody that was weak, somebody in, in my mind, when I think of the, when I thought of the scripture, like what a wife should look like, it's somebody who's ultra submissive, like in the negative term, right? Subject in the negative term to her, her spouse, like just somebody who was, would say yes to her husband at everything, who would stay home, not have a career, not have a future, not be a leader, like really just like a doormat. Right, right. You know, and that was my viewpoint for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And when I read this with a fresh eye, because I've read this scripture so many times, and I never really got that revelation until now, because I think that's what I was struggling with, like to come to terms with, you know? Yeah, I remember I used to tell my wife, I used to tell my wife, like, you know, there's nothing more sexy and more attractive mm -hmm. than watching a woman wear a nice, like, article of clothing that's really ironed out. Yeah. And, like, cover put her together, body. Put together. Yeah, cover modest. Her, modestly yeah. cover her body. No, like, showing, you know, the tip of your butt, <laughs> right. you know, or a really yeah. low-cut blouse. And, like, if you women understood how... The, the man that wants to put a ring on it. Yeah. Right? Not, and the not man, just whatever guy. Yeah. Like, like. Marriage material guy. Marriage material <laughs> yeah. guy. Right? And, and you know, what, what, what we value is a type of preserved sort of. And that, listen, don't get me wrong. If you've lived a life where um, perhaps you were promiscuous, maybe you had a past, even, even after conversion, you've had a history or something. That's not to say that God cannot restore that. Of course. What I'm yeah. saying is now, now where you're at in your life now, there is this type of beauty. And this goes to what Carla's talking about, because we're, when we're speaking against feminism, we're not talking about weakness. No. Right. We're not talking about like a type of thoughtless, opinionless, lack of educated, woman like a cinderella story where right. she's just gonna sit in there and cleaning all day long yeah. and you know pumping out children and yeah no that's not at all what we're talking about as a matter of fact to be an effective helper um you probably have to study and know mm -hmm. and 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 be able to guide your husband and share with your husband because we need guidance and we need information support. that's and what we support. need so we need a helper yeah. right and just think about your job right like like the per the CEO of a company really doesn't know nothing. He only knows what the people working with him tell him. You know what's interesting that you bring that up because um, at the company that I work for, we have an entire what we consider a support services team. Let me tell you something. Without those people, we can't do nothing. Yeah. Like we go nowhere. Our yeah. computers don't work. Our systems don't yeah. work. Like. We do nothing. Yeah, you, you have a really good boss, by the way. Yeah. You, you're, you're, the company owner is really good. And one of the things that I always hear from him um, when we go to the company picnics, he has like he's always grateful for the people that make the company that support because yeah. that's a level of humility yeah. where you like you talk to the guy and 
I would have never thought, you know, he's the CEO of, right, of a company because right. he's so humble yeah. and so easy approaching. And here's the point. The point is that that is a man who knows that he is only as good as the people with him. Exactly. And and, and that is what a good husband understands, exactly. right? Yeah. And And a good husband understands the value of having a woman next to him that crowns him the right way, mm -hmm. treats her the right way. But a woman, that's your worth. Like your worth to bring into a marriage is not domineering it's it's supporting right and and lending and giving yeah. and that is your worth that is your value because that's that's what a man is going to accept here's what a man's not going to accept what is it what is uh, a man not going to accept overpowering overpowering <laughs> telling him he's just, stupid yeah you know, you, you know you're insulting you're, isn't disrespect yeah just, we're just not gonna just take not, that it's not right? gonna it's not gonna create a fruitful environment it's like not. you're just creating more misery yeah for your life like it just it doesn't make sense yeah all right let's go to ephesians all right so ephesians, ephesians 5 22 to 24 yeah. it says wives be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be subject to their husbands in everything. We skip down to 33. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself. And the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. There are two words that stick out here to me. Number one, the word that every single wife, you can't tell me that you've never struggled with this because I will call you a liar. <laughs> Submission, submit. That is, that is the, the, the uh, single most offensive word to a feminist is submit. <laughs> And while we can sit here and talk uh, probably a whole other hour about submission, I really would, and maybe we should bring a, talk, a topic about that since we're talking about you know marriage and relationships. Um, because I, again, it's another word that I struggled with as a recovering feminist. <laughs> um, I really urge you to sit down with your Bible, with like good theological, theologically sound pastor or leader and really understand what this word means because it is definitely not what you think and it's not that you are a doormat it does not mean that you oh, just agree to, to everybody it's not an apology tour it's just what, it, what does, it means it doesn't mean that because <laughs> I, I had to come to that know, realization right that's really what it is i know it is but... a state to me i think now what I understand about it is a state of being it, and it's voluntary, obviously. Um, but it really is where you position yourself. Yeah. I think, I think it's a great point when you say it's a state, because from a biblical perspective, for something to be submission, it has to be something you voluntarily give. Yeah. Right. And so, so that, that's why I say feminism is the antithesis it's a, it is the opposite of what scripture teaches because there is a hostility in the notion of feminists when it comes to relationship with men there is a sort of competitive 
um, everything you can do, I can do better, right? Like that commercial. And and here's the thing, yeah. you know, that's just a myth. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you straight out. Women. It is a myth. I like, mean, like you cannot do what it. men can do. <laughs> no, like you cannot not. beat us in the weight room. You cannot beat us in uh, you man. Even like you can't even compete in basketball. I mean, your ratings and money you bring in, or drawing, or how about soccer? Soccer, like, that's been a whole debated thing as well. You can't bring it in. It's not the same. It, it, like women in the battlefield. I mean, really, you think on a general. Maybe for the except few who who dads took their girls out to hunt and teach them how to use yeah, a gun. Yeah. But for the most part, you take a man, you take a woman, put them in the battlefield, the man's gonna win. Not, yeah. Yeah. So this is we're built differently. We need to accept that. Now here's the thing. On that premise, if you accept that and you come to this place in your life where you say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to voluntarily support my husband to excel where he normally excels. He was built in a way to excel in this way. I'm going to support him so we as a team can excel. Yeah. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to lift me up and he's going to support me in a way where I excel. Yeah. And so I support him. He excels. He supports me. I excel in our unique roles together. We so. Exactly. That's a really great way Amen? of pointing it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So similarly, First uh, Peter. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna read it. One. First uh, Peter, uh, chapter three, verse one through five. It says, "In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word, but by the behavior of their wives." That's back to what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. When your husband is wrong. What do you do? Do you bash him over the head and tell him he's a knucklehead and how he should have listened to you and demean him and tell him he's less than? Or do you say, hey, don't agree with it. We're going to see how it plays out, but I'm just letting you know what my perspective is. Um, you know, let's pray that things go the right way. And then when it doesn't, sometimes it will, sometimes it won't, then really it's up to your husband mm -hmm. to say, all right, I was wrong, and here's you know here's the next step. Verse two: As they observe your chaste and respectful behavior, there's that word respect again. Your adornment must not be merely external: braiding of the hair, wearing gold jewelry, or putting on dresses. This kind of goes to the modesty comment that you made. Mm -hmm. um, but let it be in the hidden person of the heart with an imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. Ooh, that is the opposite of what we are doing nowadays as women, as wives to our husbands. When we're literally going against everything that the scripture says of the behavior that we should, we should um, portray towards our husband. Yeah. And let me just add this because there's a part there where it says the hidden person of the heart and you know where that is right you know where is the hidden person of the heart it's right here and and mm -hmm. and it's the part where you replay that movie theater that is a private movie theater between you god and yourself and you're playing this movie over and over in your mind and maybe it's the movie of 
three years ago or in high school, that guy who embarrassed you, that guy who dumped you and made you feel bad, or that guy who used you or whatever, that guy who did and you fill in the blank, or maybe you're playing a movie theater in your mind on how your mother was treated and, and mm -hmm. how you saw you know, your dad abused the mom or maybe you said whatever it is, but you, you have this hidden person that no one can see in your heart where you rationalize and you, and, and it's your source code. You know what I mean? Like when you, uh, there's a computer program called a source code and that source code can only function within the parameters given. And that source code, it cannot go outside, it cannot do more and it cannot do less. You have to work within the confines of the source code. And in our hearts and in our minds, we have these source codes built in and these are based on your traumas, these are based on your experiences, these are based on your religious yeah. um, indoctrination, uh, how your dad treated you. They're they sourced a bunch of stuff, but in that source code, you are functioning within those guidelines. Yeah. And, and listen, what God is saying is you need to replace that source code. You need to replace that point of reference, that hidden person of feelings, of emotions, of concept, of assumptions. Yeah. You know, some of us, like one of the things that my wife says is like, man, babe, you wear your emotions on your face when you don't like somebody, like they can see it like immediately. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's happened where like I, I'm like having pain in my back where I'm having a pain in my leg. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, no, I'm just not feeling well. And I think she was like on the cusp of, of assuming, mm -hmm. right? Like, and, and what, why, why is she assuming that? Well, because the 20 other times when I did have a stink, at, it was stink because attitude. of batteries. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and here's the thing though, that we come charged in that hidden person of our heart and that and the bible says that a woman who who corrects that part of her who who has a quiet spirit who quiets down that that negative aspect of yeah. her life the scripture says that that is pleasing to the lord that's right. pleasing to the lord yeah amen that's a great verse babe that you yeah no up. i i really like that verse because again it's it's challenging i think to my nature just in general i'm i'm i i read that before revelation i having the revelation i read that to mean like i gotta be i gotta be silent clearly no. right that's in in a normal natural mindset like the scripture says right the 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 word is is foolishness to those you know who, who don't like understand and believe it and so yeah. It just naturally, I think my flesh was just like, uh, -uh I don't, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to, you know, my yeah. mind already went to an attitude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you, you know, just for those reading, if you want extra credit, read up to verse, you remember that term? Yeah. <laughs> if you read to verse seven, you see that it also talks to the husband to, to reach or to treat their wives with an understanding, understanding. way. And if yeah. you see the context of this whole letter being written, it really, I mean, cause it's already been, the, the, the Jewish culture already had the whole hierarchy yeah. concept down already. I they, mean, they, it was part of their culture. This was really attacking the internal attitude. So this is why he said, not like the braided yes. hair. And when he talks to the husband, it's like, look, this is not about flexing your muscles right. and being harsh and being like overruling. Yeah. But even in verse seven, we see like, hey, like speak knowledge. And w when you speak to your woman in an understanding way, which means you require knowledge, it requires wisdom yeah. on what your wife's needs are. What is her per 
like her perspective like yeah. and she's disagreeing not just from your you. own per not from your own viewpoint and your own opinion like your, understand her like her. like if she's telling you she doesn't think it's a good idea it's your job to really connect and understand why, why? and mm -hmm. listen and yeah. take in consideration and lord knows that my wife has told me many times i don't agree i think we should do it like this and i'm like why and she's like because this this and this and i'm like no yeah you're right <laughs> You actually got a good point there, right? And, and so these are so, things that we just kind of have to be. I, I really want to read this verse. Okay, so this is First Peter 3, 7. You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as someone weaker, which is also another triggering term, um, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. I'll tell you what stuck out to me. Weaker? Yes, I like I said that was a trigger. But then when it, when I read it again, I was like, hold on, yeah, of course I'm a weaker vessel. Like, that's obvious. We already know that. We already talked about how you know in in just physiology is that what you call it? Physiology. You cannot compare to me, nor can I compare to you. Right. We both are inherently biologically different. But you're built like a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can pull some I can pull my weight around yeah, the house, okay? You get, you get. But that's just that's just like genetics. So but just as a weaker vessel in general. And your mother's built like a center. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's a strong woman. Strong woman. So um but you know what else stuck out to me? Hmm. Just because I'm the weaker vessel doesn't mean I'm not also an heir with you. Yeah. And absolutely. to me, that speaks about position. Like in, in our roles, even though your role has, I, I'm to submit, my role is to submit to your authority as my husband, we're heirs, man. Like we're, yeah. we're still, I still get to have access to the things in Christ that you have access to. Yeah, this is like, why. Like that doesn't mean Yeah, this less. is why it's important to understand that what we're not talking about is value. Right. And we're not talking about position. We're talking about function. Correct. It's how we function. Yeah. And if you go to a good company and organization, um, you don't promote people to leaders. Like I'll give you an example. There was one guy who was excellent sales, excellent customer service. We put him in as a supervisor and he failed miserably because we did we failed to appreciate the fact that his leadership was in being an excellent sales and customer service that's representative. That's what you naturally are That's what you thrive at. Right. That's your function. Now, yeah. if I'm a good manager, I make sure that financially you're taken care of, right. that you are given the days off you want. Yeah. I'm making, I'm, I'm, you make, you I'm make serving that person happy. you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm serving you exactly. because I understand that your function is vital right. to our existence. Right. And so it's the same thing here. It's not that you're less than, and it's not that you're not equally important and equally valued in front of God. It's just that for us to progress the way God wants us to progress, it is essential you function in the capacity yep. that he equipped you to function exactly. and with the guardrails that he put in place. Yep. So, so we don't repeat what happened in the garden of Eden, exactly. right? And I don't repeat the derelict of my duty mm -hmm. that what happened in the garden of Eden. So, I mean, I think we, we kind of quartered out. I think we. I think we've. I think we've hit it all from our angles, angles at this point. Okay. All right, so let's take it to our plan of action, and I'm going to let you 
I, I'm going to the speak, I'm gonna speak <laughs> to the ladies yeah. over here. Uh, two things that I think we would, we would love for you to take away from this. Number one, take an inventory. I think as women, we tend to err, and I will say this because I'm a very emotional person. Um, obviously, I'm a woman, and naturally, that's our, our inclination. But take an inventory. Um, you know, are you, how are you representing your husband? We talked about the verse in Proverbs where it says the wife is the crown of her husband. How are you representing your husband to your kids? you know, in front of them, in front of your husband, are you, you know, showing that and modeling that, um, that role to your kids? How are you doing it in front of your friends? Mm -hmm. When, even when your husband is not around, how are you talking about him to your friends? How are you talking about it around, you know, your friends as a group? Mm -hmm. Like, are you respecting your husband? Are you, um, giving him, you know, their place or are you overpowering them? Are you insulting them? Are you berating them? Are you demeaning them, you know, as, as your husband? And that's, that's really hurtful, you know, especially when you're in a group of friends and you know that the fellas talk to each other, you know, you know, the females talk to each other, I'm not saying that you can't vent or you can't express your feelings in front of your friends, but be careful how you do it. And likewise, if you're that girlfriend where your your you know your friend is telling you, yo, my husband, blah blah blah, all this stuff. Check be careful. Mm -hmm. Be careful how you respond. Mm -hmm. And always, this is one thing I will say. You know, I I love that I have a best friend that I can go to that's God fearing, because there has been you know times where I've been like, dude, this knucklehead over here, da 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 da. And she's been like, hey, you know, I, I understand your frustration. I've been through similar things that you've been through or, you know, whatever. But you need to pray that God changes you first. Let, let your prayer not be God changed my spouse, my husband. But God, where am I failing in this? How am I not representing and loving my husband the right way? And that has been the thing that she's consistently told me. And, and it has never, like not clicked when the moment that she has, you know, she has told me that it's always been something to like kind of check me and I love it. I think it's, it's great to have good God fearing women and wives in your life that will tell you, Hey, okay, I get you. I got you. You can cry. You can scream, whatever you need to do, but let's refocus. What does the scripture say your role needs to be? And then also to your coworkers, to, you know, the people that the people that you surround yourself with, your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, take, take an inventory of how you're doing that. And how are you bestowing that power, you know, onto your husband? Like, how are you crowning him? Number two, have a discussion with your spouse. I know last week we said men have a discussion with your wife, ask them, how can you, you know, take a, take a burden off of them and, and do it similarly. Do the same thing with your spouse. It just, you know, with your husband. Hey, I want to honor you. You know, I want to respect you. I want to be able to work on this submission or be more submissive if maybe you lack in certain areas. How can I honor you? Like, what would be, you know, something that I can honor? Um, and number one thing you're gonna know is probably your husband will be your husband's gonna be shocked <laughs> and that you're even asking him this question. Okay. Um, but take a note of, of his demeanor, of his spirit and, and, and see it, it you know, ask yourself, like, is this what you want to see? You know? And, and, um, and I think that making a list 
and, and maybe, you know, it's one or two things. You don't have to make a list of 10 things, but maybe make a list of one or two things that you can start off with. Like, this is one place that, you know, I think I can honor you better, or this is one thing I can do, you know, to, to help your countenance. Yeah, I think, you know? I think you do that and you see his reaction. And then when you see his reaction, notice the spirit. I mean, his attitude when I say spirit, yeah. notice his attitude as he carries himself with you. What you're going to find is smiling more. You're going to see a light in his eyes. You're going to see maybe him be a little more frisky. You're probably going to see him being <laughs> a little flourish, yeah. flirtatious and affection. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're just going to see when a man feels honored in his home, you're going to see a reaction that my question to you is you want more of that. Yeah. And if you want more of that, then guess what you need to do more of, right? That. That, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and that is just yeah. naturally, because it's something you don't even need to ask for. If you just tell him, how do I honor you more? Like, what do I need to honor you? And, and get addicted to that. Like, see what his reaction is yeah. and see if there's something, if that's something better than what's been produced before by questioning you know, prodding, complaining, uh, yelling, you know, if you try that approach, um, I guarantee you, I think you're going to yeah. come away with like an eye-opening experience. I agree. Amen. I agree with that. All right. Well, that, that's all that we have for today. I know we're running a little long. We, 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 we're, we're a chatting group. Like you we said. are, I told you we're a chatting we're a bunch. Chat, chatting bunch. <laughs> so, um, let's pray. We'll pray for you. We'll pray for ourselves. And then, um, we'll come back next week, maybe pre-recorded now. I know you have a business trip to go to. Um, Great. You said Saturday, I think, right? Maybe. Oh, Saturday. Yeah, that's right. My bad. All Sorry. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. I pray for all the wives listening and men who are listening and marriages that are in turmoil. Lord, we pray that uh, if they're anything like us, they're looking for solutions. They're looking a way to kind of stick it out and make things work. And Lord, we just pray for the many marriages out there because we know the foundation of any great nation and any thriving church is a healthy marriage and a healthy home. We pray for all the marriages out there. We pray for just um, illumination and understanding. May your spirit reveal and convict us and draw us to you. At the end, Lord, we worship you. We glorify you. And we ask you to be the center of our marriages, yes, not so that we can be happier. That's not the point. It's so that we can glorify you and you take all the glory and honor from that. So, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So don't forget... What are the three most important things when we, what we talk about after every session? How can you support us? Yes, yes, yes. Before you do that, subscribe, uh -huh. like, share. Yeah. Everything about our Follow, podcast. Follow, subscribe, Because it's like, the only share. way we know that you're listening. And, and it's ask being questions. An I feel like this is a controversial topic, so don't forget to put comments yeah because then we can see the chats like look right now i'm gonna say hello <laughs> and don't you forget know. to engage with us we love it we the more controversial the better yes so. yeah so absolutely we want to hear from you yes. and we we again if you leave comments we'll answer them the following week yes all right god bless you see y'all bye-bye